This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And then he is, oh, now there you are. Okay. Uh, he's a big old Boston fan, so you guys are going to uh, double team me today. But you know what? As a Laker player, I am used to the double team, and I'm used to all that, so I'm ready. I have all, my all black, D, because we're in mourning out here. We ready, Nick? We're ready, Coop. Showtime with Coop is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammate and NBA legend. And in the house, we have no bigger legend. Then D Brown from the Boston Celtics. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Poop, I'm doing good, man. Pays you to say that. I know that. I know it does. I know. Well, you know what? Let's we'll kind of jump around for a little bit, but the first thing I want to ask you is how you feeling about the Celtics series now? You know what? The last two games is what people have been expecting from the Celtics. You know, like playing together, moving the ball, playing defense, you know, um, the things they did all during the regular season got them to the point where they are now, obviously the best record in Eastern Conference. Uh, it's a tall task. I mean, I mean they've, they've done things uh, in the last couple of games that people didn't think they were going to do. They really People really thought, okay, well, maybe they'll win game four, then go back and lose game five. Now, you know, the, the pressure has slipped back to Miami um, because this is literally, uh, yeah, I think, Miami's game seven, um, this game six back at home. Uh, but you see when the ball's moving, the ball's popping a little bit, Jalen, trusting their teammates, you see how good they are. And then, you know, you know how it is. Good offense always wants you to, make, wants you to play defense. And that's what happened. Right. But shot goes once, everybody wants to see it. We're going to dig digger into that series and uh, a little bit about our series when we during the 80s when you and I went against each other. But uh, first of all, uh, well, one more question about that. Do you really, really believe in your heart? That they can win. I do because they're the better team. That's, <laughs> I mean, this is deep in my heart. I believe if usually when teams are down 3 0, the team that's down 3 0 is the team that's the lesser seed or not the more talented team. 
they're down 3-0, but they're the better. I mean, they're you, you I mean you can honestly say they're the better team overall talent wise than the Miami Heat. So that's the reason why I think if they're the, if they're a lower seed, I'll probably say no. You know, they're playing hard. They're running out of gas. But I think because they are the higher seed, they're expected to win. They lost both the games at home early. Um, you know, obviously they got to go. I mean, they got to go still one in, in Miami. Um, they do that, they got a chance. The, uh, do, you know what, do you know that record? There is, is zero and 150. Anybody down 03 coming back? Somebody's got to do it. Records are meant to be broken. You know, you know that. I mean, you got you got the one of the original captains behind you on the wall, and LeBron James broke his record, which I thought would never be broken. I thought that record would never be broken. You know, so we're saying things. You know, we've we've been around long enough to see great achieve things, and all of a sudden, this new generation. Um, and breaking all these records, it's a three-point record, it's a scoring record, for the triple doubles in the playoffs. You know, like, uh, the game has changed a lot. So, yes, there's still a possibility as long as, you know, they got another game to play. Well, we're going to get into that. But, you know, what? I want my listeners to know who D. Brown is. I know who D. Brown is. That's the guy that pumped his Reeboks up and won the slam dunk contest. But we want to know a little bit more about you, D. What was it like for you growing up and where you from? I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. That's where I'm back at now. Now I'm back uh, – Back in Jacksonville, I worked for Jacksonville University, the school I went to college college at as a senior social athletic director. So I'm, I'm back. I, I left pro sports about two years ago, uh, but grew up in Jacksonville, grew up in Florida. Um, you know, went to high school in, in here, went to college here. Uh, the first time I ever saw snow was when I got drafted by the Celtics because I'm from Florida. So I think it was a culture shock to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, what is all this crazy stuff? I can't drive in this. And, uh, you know, my mom and dad still – Still live here in Jacksonville, so it's great to be back home with my, you know, uh, with my family. I've been married for 30 years. Um, uh, you know, I got four kids. Obviously, Lexi, who who you've always spoke to before, and you know, have, have done some TV stuff with her. Plays with LA Sparks. Uh, another daughter that uh, plays college basketball, Wayne and Mary. Um, but me, I'm just, I'm just a, you know, I just try to be a, a dad um, now. Um, definitely a girl dad. I got my, my youngest son. Plays basketball now, and he's one of the top players in the state of Florida. So I'm excited about just being back home in Florida. Been Florida, and you know I've experienced. You know we all, you know, basketball takes us so many places. You know, uh, got a chance to play in Boston for a long time. Toronto, Orlando, coached in you know different cities. Coached, you know, again, we, we we're we're unique crew because we coached against each other as well in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. That ties in like media, NBA, WNBA. Um, um, so. Uh, you know, so you know, home is now back. It's a full circle after 30 years of you know from being away from Jacksonville, I'm back here mentoring kids, mentoring our student athletes, and things like that. So I enjoyed my time back back home in Florida. The the uh, the Celtics the Celtics are are hiring assistant coaches after the season, man. You see, you real comfortable down there in Florida? Yeah, I'm comfortable. I, I'm, <laughs> I thought I retired uh, uh, and playing 12 years in Indiana, I went right to the front office, and the next 18 years after that. I was uh, either an assistant coach uh, for several teams. I, I was I was I was on the staff when we in Denver. I was with Michael Malone in Denver on his staff. Uh, we, we we drafted Jokic, and I knew I, I didn't think he was going to be this good, but I knew he had he had different skill set. I, I remember being in practice with him and saying, "This dude here is our best point guard." Like he was a rookie. So now I don't have my ambition to get back into coaching. I know Cooper understands what that what that what that. That entails to do that every day, that grind. I enjoy being on on the college level because I get a chance to teach, educate, give it back, you know, the 30 years of experience from the pro level, 
for all our student athletes, just bat, not just basketball, but just professional personal development for for them. So I I enjoy where I am now because I get the chance between an 18 and 24 year old uh, individual, I get a chance to kind of just give some of this life information that they need right now. That's great. Hey, AD, couple of things. I think uh, two things growing up that your parents told you that you still hold true value to you today. Uh, always, always be true to your, true to yourself. Like, uh, don't cheat, don't cheat the, the process. Like my, my dad and my mom say, just don't, don't cheat the process. Like whatever you do, don't skip steps. No matter if it's a relationship, if it's, you know, playing basketball, if it's in work, don't, don't, don't cheat the process. Go, go through the steps, go through the pain. One thing you said is be true to thyself. Yes. Okay. And one other thing that your parents told you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, be true to yourself, uh, uh, but also, you know, you know, value learning as much as you can as far as information, your education, um, being around people that are you. They always told me, seek out knowledge. Um, uh, when you're true to yourself and, and, and you don't skip steps and process, you know, you have to make sure that you're around people uh, that pour into you and be around those people. If you're, you know, not around people in your circle that want to help you be better than you're in a cage. And they always told me that don't be in a cage, be in a circle that's going to push you forward. Uh, and being back home, you know, uh, like everybody says, you know, you'll value your family. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, we were here on a short period of time, you know, we get a chance to do that. And they always told me like value your family, like, like take that, that hey, don't take it for granted. So you said two things, but those three things that I thought that, that my, my parents, you know, and I still might try to still my kids as well. Uh, uh, things that I, I live by almost every day. You know, D, as we're growing up and we're playing sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and you're just balling. And I remember, uh, uh, you know, because I have a 17-year-old son, 18-year-old now, they don't have those values that we have and they appreciate it because there's so much given to them. They feel like they're entitled. That's the, the word that we use for this younger generation. Who were some of your role models, whether it be in high school, and for me it was junior college as well as college, but for you, high school, college, who are some of the role models that helped you set you on the right path? And when did you knew, when did you feel that you were going to be an NBA player? Well, you know, also role models, my dad, you know, he was always around, always in my life, which is great. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, again, you, you take that for granted that, you know, you have a, a male figure that really all they cared about is your growth and development. Um, and like you said, we grew up, you know, the neighborhood raised you. Like if you did something bad and somebody else's mother saw you, they would knock the mess out you. So it wasn't like, 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 like now, you know, you say something's kid, you know, you know, they'll put you on social media and they call your names and try to cancel you. <laughs> Back in the day, you walk it out of the street and somebody else's parents see you doing something crazy who lived in the neighborhood. They ain't got to call your mama. You just knew you was in trouble. So, you know, we had a lot of people like that, but uh, a guy named Tennessee, who was like the local street hoop legend, uh, taught me like the ins and outs of how to play street basketball, like how to like hoop, like, like, uh, you know, nothing, you know, we didn't have trainers back then. We had the guys on the street that, that played in the, in the park every day. Those are trainers. Uh, you know, guys like that, um, you know, growing up, uh, my high school basketball coach was a great influence on me. Um, coach Buddy Ward, he did, uh, obviously a great job just preparing me, not just for basketball, but for college. Like he always told me, you know, what, you know, he always kept me present in my fallback. Yeah. So that's that's why I you know when I went to college, you know I always knew in the in the in the back of my mind that I have I had to have a fallback. And I ever didn't know I was going to be a pro until like my junior year in college. Like it, it took me a while. Um, I had to grow into my body. I had to get more confident. You know, in my junior year, 
I kind of started seeing a little bit of separation between myself and my teammates. And then look around the country, uh, social media, watch games. We had to watch TV, get film, um, you know, you know, VCR tapes, you know, watch of other players. You see that I could play at this level, you know, and uh, the, the the experience that I had uh, being around, uh, you know, uh, some great players that I got a chance to, to come across when I was going through the process kind of, you know, solidified my senior year. Like, you know, I could play at this level. Um, you know, I had a teacher that I had in high school, uh, my Spanish teacher. She was the first person and when I was in high school, she was my Spanish teacher, Margarita Thompson. She was the first person that that told me that Georgetown was – I thought Georgetown was HBCU because I was always watching Patrick Ewing and the basketball team. So I was like, wow, Georgetown is a – is a is a is a is a is is not a HBCU? She's like, no, this is a great school for you to go to, and I was excited about the opportunity to go to a school that that all these black basketball players are there, but it was a great educational institution. So open my eyes up to what playing basketball and being smart can get you. It can get you to these great schools. It can get you to these great universities. I happen to want to stay at home and go to JU, uh, uh, but those type of people come and steal those. I talked about those three things. My parents are important. The education part, the circle people uh, in your family. So, you know, I try to always be consistent in those groups that kind of was around me that kind of helped me, you know, mold me who I am today. You're listening to Showtime with Coop. Our guest today is D Brown in the house. And D, you know what? You're at the point of our show where I call Coop's Lightning Round. I'm going to ask you five names. You tell us as much or as little about the names I'm going to ask you, okay? Gotcha. Okay, first one, John Thompson. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Uh, tough. Uh... Accountability, um, greatness, um, you know, iconic, uh, just, you know, show people, you know, what tough love, what tough, real tough coaching really looks like and how it, it evolved all the players that went through this program that loved him uh, so much, either if you're a player or far away. And for the listeners that I should have said, this, John Thompson was the former coach of Georgetown University, great, great player who passed on. His memory still lingers with a lot of players that whose lives he's touched. Okay, Danny Ainge. And before you say anything, I fucking hate this guy. You know, I played Danny going all the way back to college, but he was at BYU. I was at New Mexico. So Danny and I have a long. I mean, we go way, way back. But anyway, good uh, average player, but a fucked up guy. Okay, go ahead. Agitator, agitator. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll be, be honest, agitator. Hold on, right basketball mind, but he's with the Celtics. I give him credit. He built that team, got, you know, KG and Paul Pierce and those guys, got Doc Rivers there. So, uh, you know, build the, build, build the thing uh, there in Boston. Um, you know, you know, pesky, you know, biter. If you ask Tree Rollins, he's a biter. <laughs> so, yeah, so, <laughs> bit his hand. Uh, but that, that's about for Danny Ainge. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got a potty mouth, man. I know you're a very religious person, and you don't curse. I'm that. that I know, I, I, I know yeah, some curse words. Don't worry about it. Just, just bear with me, okay? With, uh, some of these guys. 
Okay. Uh, next person, Michael Jordan. The GOAT. Um, ultra, ultra competitive, um, um, generational, um, trans, trans, transport generations. Um, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know. D, I want you to get in the gutter with me on some of these guys. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well I'll tell about Michael. Michael, Michael, when I played against Michael, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, he wasn't the hardest person we could guard. You know, people think Michael, was, he wasn't. He wasn't the hardest person we could guard. He would try to just post me up and shoot over me. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that I, I've got, a, you know, a bunch of photos and pictures like we all do of players we played against. And I've got a bunch of pictures that I read there trying to block his shot. And uh, he didn't really talk mess to me, uh, I, I think. He was a little, um, he was a little mad at me when I won a dunk contest with my Reebok pumps because it put a little dent in his pocketbook with Nike. Well, uh, tell us about that, D, because that's a, that was a, that was probably a, you were the probably the first one to start those kind of antics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the dunk contest, now you got guys jumping over cars. Yeah. You got guys putting Superman capes on. You were the first one. Yeah, that was the Reebok had come out with the pumps, right? Yeah, they called me about that. Well, it's funny because I didn't, they didn't know I was going to do it. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm going to uh, circle the story back to Michael. Um, so Reebok didn't know I was going to do that. You know, I was on the Reebok contract already. And I did it because, I, you know, again, I was just trying to have a, you know, a show, want to win the contest, get the crowd behind me. Um, so after the contest, uh, you know, we were at a, at a party, um, at a player's party after, after, after the contest. And I won the contest and, you know, all the players. And, um, you know, somehow – the, the VIP area got breached. Like all the fans started getting in there and kind of they try to shuffle all the players out. Well, some accidental on purpose situation happened where I got caught in a hallway with Michael Jordan and his bodyguard. It was just me, <laughs> bodyguard, and Michael Jordan. And I was like, wow, I'm a rookie. I'm 20, 21 years old. I'm I'm next to MJ, you know, like, okay. Um, and he was, you know, hey, young fella, you did a great job. You know, um, you know, it was great, you know, great what you did on the court, but now I got to kick your ass on and off the court. Like, <laughs> what you talking about? He's like, you, you done started the shoe wars. So now I got to kick your ass on and off the court now. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you, Mr. Jordan. You know, like, he, he was competitive 24-7. Like, and when I got that message, like, man, I just did something really big. I wasn't dead. Hey, you know what? D, you should have said to yourself, I have arrived, baby. Hold on, I'm 21 years old, and you're Richie. And you win a contest, and then you got Michael Jordan standing next to you. He's kind of basically like, you know what? You don't start us some shit right now. Like, you know what? Now, I'm you know, trying to put it in my pocketbook. Okay, I'm going at you. And uh, that's why I knew I did something special after I kind of thought about it. After a while, after I realized what he said to me, I was like, oh, wow, okay. I really started the shoe wars. And basically, you know, after that, you know, people started getting into like shoes and the Jordans and, you know, having pumps and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's that 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 Michael Jordan. I'm like, oof, God, dude, there. Yeah. The every every elementary school player 
pumped their sneakers up before yeah. they took a free throw. Like, we couldn't dunk, you know, so they, they just went free throw, pump them yeah. up. <laughs> well, yeah, you used to talk about a shoe. I mean, it's a lot of guys that got the shoes now. Everybody's got signature shoes now. But, you know, I, I felt that I was, I what I did was iconic enough where we could still talk about it and I could still be a sure. Like, a lot of people can't say that, you know, and that after 30 years, 31 years after the contest, I could be walking anywhere, anywhere. And people have been down and, and act like they're pumped. They can have on penny loafers. You know, act down like they're pumping up their shit. Because that's what I did. So it, it makes you feel good. And then, you know, generational-wise, you know, uh, you know, my daughter Lexi wears a Reebok now. So it's it's, it's been it's been just a great journey with them. You know what? You need to go to Reebok and tell them I need some more money. <laughs> tell Joanne. Tell Joanne. <laughs> the next name be Magic Johnson. Oh, gosh. My favorite player growing up was Magic Johnson um, because I remember, I remember, I remember watching CBS, and it was you and 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 Byron and Magic and Kareem Worthy playing against the Celtics. You know, obviously the big three and DJ and those guys. But Tanya Eisen, I know who's your favorite. Where I rest his soul. Who was so? I never understood when I watched CBS. Like does C, does Tanya Eisen? CBS work for Celtics because his whole telecast was all about the Celtics. So boy, I was like sitting in front of my TV and I was like, this is like it's like heaven to watch these two guys. And mm-hmm. Magic was so good. He was so talented. And Magic was was very, very um he was so nice to me. Like he was he was so like he would teach me stuff during the games. Like I never had a player, the only player that did that was Isaiah Thomas. That taught me during the game. He said, Young Fella, you saw what I did right there? I'm like, he's really teaching me during the game. Like, that's mentorship. That's past playing. That's being a, a true vet. He's he's like that now. If I see him around, he's like, Young Fella, you good? You need anything? You know, you need help with some information? To me, he's the ultimate. Like, if you want your journey as an NBA player, as far as playing, retiring, and then going to like outside of basketball, Magic Johnson's written a script. Like, why would you know, like he's he's so He's, he's so dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, he, I, I love Magic. I was, you know, to see a 6'10 guy do that. And then I remember game, game six against the 76ers. And he had a triple double playing center. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, you were a part of that stuff. You know, like, I remember you with your high socks and all that stuff, like, and, and the string hanging out. String out. I'm a history buff. You see that, right? Me too, yeah. I'm a, I'm a history buff. I watched basketball religiously. When I was young, there's always you guys, the Lakers and the Celtics. And it's like, you know, Magic was that guy that kind of inspired me to be like, man, you know what? This this is this is special. I want to be special like him. I'm going to pass like him. I want to like him. I want to, I want to, I want to make teammates love to play with me like him. You know, that, that kind of thing is, is what Magic Johnson is all about. Well, you know what? And the other name that you, you mentioned, D, sorry to cut you off. Uh, you, I asked you about Magic. But you can't say these players without saying the other one. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Yeah. Tell us about Larry Bird. Best player. He's the best player I ever played with. Um, and I know it was later in his career, um, but he was still that dude. He would talk mess all the time. I mean, he was nonstop. Like I said, I got a chance to see that firsthand. Like after watching it as a kid, and all of a sudden being able to be propelled in that environment to see me to guard Magic and me passing the ball to Larry, it was surreal. And Larry, and Larry was uh, – you know, you know, you hear his stories, you know, you know, he's there two hours for the game and two hours. It's true. He was, he would, he would make me come in for him as a rookie and rebound and pass and shoot with him before a game. 
around after the game because you want to be a better player. But you talk about a, a, a shit talker. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, it was it was nonstop. It was give us one story. Do you, yeah, give us the best story. one. When no one heard. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I think you know the best one. You know, the one where uh, I think you know the Laker one where I think I don't know if Rambus was guarding him. He was mad that y'all y'all put a white guy on him. He would. Let <laughs> <laughs> hear that one. <laughs> I remember that album. A personal one. How about Chuck Person? Did he talk oh, trash through that whole freaking series? The Indiana series was, was great because yeah, talk about that series, D. Well, Indiana series was great because that's when Chuck and Reggie Miller was coming up. Yeah, like okay, you know, we're taking over now. We're the new team in the East, and Larry, you know, again, he was you know having going through the back issues and trying to be healthy and was playing a high level, and you know the, the, the rifle man, you know, he had all the you know the antics and things like that, and Larry was like, listen, I'm tell you this. I'm the baddest man to come out of Indiana. Like you just you just holding place right now. And if I win this series, you're gonna have to mow my grass at the, at the end of the series. Like, you know, like I'm like, okay, mow grass. Like this kind this is the kind of bet we talking about now. He's like, you gonna come to my house and mow my grass and we win this series. And I I think Chuck's like, yeah, man, we ain't losing this series. We won a series. <laughs> well, I don't know if he paid his dues and came and mowed the grass. But I mean, he went him and Chuck would go at it. It was it was it was unbelievable. Um, you know he, uh, you know he would he 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 would he would terrorize guys in practices like like terrorize guys in practices like Larry would yeah like terrorize like to the point and, and to the point where like Larry he got sit out right now because this dude ain't gonna be the same tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna be the same. Well, we, like, we need him for tomorrow, man. Like, ladies. It was he was always on a thousand. And that's what great competitors do. Like there's no when you're on the court, it's not like, okay, this is just practice, it's the games. This is competition. So you ain't gonna make no reputation off me. And uh even when he was in pain, like in you know, he was obviously spending nights in traction and whatnot, even then, like he was still trash talking. Oh yeah, it didn't matter. He still thought he was the best player on the court. Uh you ever see anybody play through pain like that? Uh not like that because it be it be, it got to a point where we would show up to the games, and our our indication he was playing or not if he was in his locker or not. If he was in the locker, he was playing. If he wasn't, we knew he was in traction somewhere. You know, uh, I remember when he hit his face and broke his. Yeah, that was game five, right? You know, he was tough. Like uh, and again, you can't mention those like they to me they saved the NBA. They were in magic. They really did, and. Uh, you can ask for a better story, you know, Showtime and you know, Blue Collar, East Coast, West Coast, you know, Black, White, however, you know, however storyline you want to put on it, it was like, you know, it was made, those two, from even from college when they played against each other, when he was at you know, Michigan State versus Indiana State, uh, to see it kind of to, to, to go together. But, you know, to be able to play against my, my, my favorite player of all time in Magic Johnson, and then to play with the best player that was in that same era of growing the NBA, you know, I was I was blessed in the air I played. Showtime with Coop is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus switch back if your first bet doesn't win.